0: Hi, my name's Adam Cohen, I'm a hematologist-oncologist at the University of Pennsylvania uh, the Abramson Cancer Center, where I focus on multiple myeloma and other plasma cell diseases. And today I'm going to talk about my takeaways from the 2018 American Society of Hematology meeting, uh, which was held in San Diego. So I think there were three broad themes that were exciting at ASH this year, and I'll uh, talk about several abstracts grouped into these three categories. The first was a group of abstracts that explored the use of daratumumab earlier in multiple myeloma treatment. So daratumumab, the anti-CD38 antibody, has been approved as a single agent for more heavily relapsed refractory patients, was approved uh, in combination with lenalidomide or bortezomib for patients with one of the three prior lines of therapy with pomalidomide and more heavily pretreated, and, and just recently in combination with bortezomib, melphalan, prednisone for newly diagnosed patients. So, at this year's ASH, there were a uh, few abstracts that looked uh, at other daratumumab based combinations, uh, again, in uh, less heavily pretreated patients. And I think the most important of these is the late breaking abstract um, presented by Facon and colleagues uh, of the Maya trial. This was a randomized phase three for newly diagnosed myeloma patients who were ineligible for stem cell transplants, so an older population. And the randomization was to either daratumumab. Revlimid and dexamethasone versus Revlimid and dexamethasone, and this was a, a trial that enrolled over 700 patients with a median age of 73. Patients um, were stratified based on their ISS stage as well as their age, and the primary endpoint was progression-free survival, and patients received either DRD or RD until progression. And the primary findings of the study were that there was a higher response rate in the DRD arm versus RD, with 79% of patients achieving a VGPR or better with DRD compared to 53% for RD, and a complete remission rate of 48% with DRD versus 25% for RD. And I think importantly, the primary endpoint of progression-free survival was met. The median progression-free survival was 31.9 months for RD. And not reached for DRD with a hazard ratio of 0.55. The survival data was too immature, though so there was a, a trend towards improvement with the DRD arm. There was increased um, neutropenia and leukopenia, as well as a, a, some increased risk of pneumonia with the DRD arm. So that's the trade-off here. But overall, this was a well-tolerated regimen with the majority of patients being able to stay on study. So I think this is important because it it likely will lead to another approval for daratumumab for newly diagnosed patients. And along with the prior study with the Dara VMP versus VMP really shows for this non-transplant eligible patient population that adding Dara does seem to improve both uh, depth of response as well as progression-free survival. There were two additional abstracts looking at DARA-based combinations for newly diagnosed patients. These were smaller studies. Dr. Shaji Kumar in Abstract 304 presented data on a DARA-Tumumab-Ixazomib-Revlimid-DEX combination, or DARA-IRD. There were 38 patients treated in this Phase two study patients, most of which did not go to a stem cell transplant, again, demonstrating the feasibility and general well-tolerability of this combination with an overall response rate of 98% more than 69% getting a BGPR or better. And finally, Pete Voorhees presented in Abstract 151, preliminary data from the safety run-in from the Griffin randomized trial of DARA-vortezomib lenalidomide dex, or DARA-VRD versus VRD, in combination with stem cell transplant, followed by DARA-VRD or VRD consolidation, and then maintenance. And in this uh, small experience of 16 patients, They, again, found that adding the DARA up front was uh, feasible and generally well-tolerated. And so far, again, promising response rates uh, with 100% VGPR are better and 63% with CR are better. So I think, again, this just shows the the feasibility of moving DARA up earlier. And I think we're going to see more of these DARA-based triplets and quadruplets in newly diagnosed patients. And we await the results of further randomized phase three trials to see if this actually gets approved and becomes part of standard practice. The last abstract I'll mention in this theme of uh, earlier use of DARA is abstract 3271. This is the MM014 trial, a um, multi-site phase two single-arm study of daratumumab pomalidomide and DEX, or DPD, in lenalidomide-exposed patients with one to two prior lines of therapy. So this was really trying to answer the question of what do we do with a patient who's had a response to initial therapy? gone on to lenalidomide maintenance, and then is progressing on LEN maintenance or progressing on a LEN-based therapy. And in this population of patients, 75% of whom were LEN refractory, the overall response rate was 78%. uh, Median PFS was not reached with a nine-month PFS of 86%. And so again, I think this is not surprising, but validates what a lot of us are doing, is is using DPD um, as a second-line or third-line treatment and I think these data compare favorably um, or similarly at least to the uh, Dara bortezomib DEX data in the CASTR trial. So I think either of these are options for LEN refractory patients progressing um, after one or two prior lines of treatment.